HealthWise. This is Thomas Coyer. And this is Sarah Kane. And we'd like to welcome you to the HealthWise Report, the audio edition. Episode 31. Sarah's feeling a little bit shy this time, so I'm going to start the ball rolling here. In the past, we've talked about how years ago when we started this whole thing, the HealthWise Report, we were going to concentrate on basically helping people to help themselves and at the same time expose all the frauds of modern medicine because there are so many. Oh, yeah. What we never thought we would do is get into such a habit of exposing frauds in alternative medicine as well. I think nowadays we're doing it more than exposing the mainstream medicine. It seems Mm -hmm. like there's just more. Well, I think we need to because our audience is very health conscious. We don't need to tell them how broken the system is. They know. The problem is the people in our own neighborhood sometimes, and we're finding more and more of that, and we're getting more and more reports of people who are using bad medicine or who want advice from us about using bad medicine. And, of course, we're not going to do that. It doesn't matter what kind of medicine it is, whether it's the chemo-petro-pharmaceutical stuff, whether it's the alternative, whatever. If it's a fraud, we need to call it like it is. I think a lot of groups who are in our position, when they get a call about some other fraud that's in their their own industry, their own area, they're obligated or they feel obligated to stand behind it because it's in their camp. and. You know, we have to stick together. It's like we're all Democrats or we're all Republicans or whatever political party you're part of. It's exactly like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And yet, at the same time, this actually really hurts people to stand behind another group and that other group is hurting people. You're equally responsible. Yeah, sometimes you're just as responsible for saying nothing. Exactly. That makes you responsible, too, for the aftermath. Yeah. If you know the truth, then I think you have a moral duty to tell it. Absolutely. Especially when somebody asks you. Yeah, at that point, the person is literally asking, what's your opinion? And I find it incredible that there's people out there that will just kind of go with the flow, go with the status quo appropriately, just because the fraud is in their camp. It's sad. We did a really hard-hitting article and expose about Mike Adams, about why we both believe that he's a scammer and a con man. Yeah. And a scoundrel, of course. And we've also done an article about Dr. Weil, Dr. Andrew Weil, the bearded Santa, uh, I don't even know what to call him. <laughs> yeah, but he's no Santa Claus. Even though he may look like one. Even though he may look like Santa and have the same physique as Santa, this, <laughs> you know, health expert. There's also Dr. Oz, who is in the same category. Yeah. 
that's been something that we've been running into recently. Questions about Oz therapies. About a year ago when I first started hearing about him, I first started really seeing him in the magazines, he wasn't really saying much. He, he never really had anything that was particularly controversial. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, take a bath with, with Epsom, Epsom salt if you have back pain or something. You know, was, Muscle issues, so, muscle, muscle soreness or something. Yeah, it was just kind of mm-hmm. run-of-the-mill, not very controversial, not really saying much, not really approaching diseases. Mm-hmm. But increasingly, he's gotten bolder and seems mm-hmm. to be more damaging to people than ever. Well, I mean, he's got Oprah behind him. Remember, Oprah built up Dr. Phil as the relationship expert and the marriage counselor who, by the way, was not faithful to his own wife. Yeah. I'm just going to sort of let that drop. Uh-huh. But now she's dumped him, and she's all behind Dr. Oz, and she's built him up. He came out of nowhere, and suddenly he's this celebrity doctor who's embracing certain naturopathic therapies. Every time it seems like he says something, we get a new influx of people who ask us, is this true? Or ask us to, to give more information on what Dr. Oz said. We've had... Yeah. Like, if I spit into the wind while throwing salt over my head, will that cure my cancer? Yeah. We had uh, an influx of people on the topic of Consumer Labs, a company that claims to be independent and to judge the supplement companies, like vitamin companies, and let people know if they're pure and safe or not. Mm-hmm. And we did an expose on that a long time ago, where we talked about how he was being paid by these supplement companies. He, who oh, was? I'm sorry. I think his name was Todd, but he's the actual owner of Consumer Labs. So we had an influx from the people who were asking us about Consumer Labs because Dr. Oz brought the main guy from Consumer Labs onto the show and stood behind them about how wonderful they were. Mm-hmm. It's kind yeah. of sad. Even though they're working for the pharmaceutical industry, they're pretending like they're an independent third party. Yeah. It's what I call double dipping. And that's just one case. Everybody's dirty. I mean, look, I'm going to lay it out to you people out there listening. We haven't found anybody who's not dirty, except for maybe our friend Will Kay in Minnesota Wellness. We can rely on the National Institutes of Health for information and a few other places, but... More or less. I'm just going to say everybody in our movement is dirty, and we're going to bring up something about Mercola later. In one of our previous shows, I think it was two shows back, we actually mentioned how we have a little bit of respect for him left that he's okay so so yeah he's not as bad as most and then recently we uncovered something about him that is disturbing very very disturbing and we can't say that we think dr mccola is just as despicable as all the rest and we'll explain why in a little bit well anyway i'd like to steer us back to talking about dr oz i think that he has the appropriate name because dr oz is like the wizard because of all the wonderful things he does. Because he's the man behind all the smoke and the mirrors and that big curtain. It's a lot like that. It is a lot like that. Yes, it really is. For legal reasons, I have to qualify this by saying that this is our opinion. But in our opinion, Dr. Oz is a con man, just like all of the other people we've mentioned. In the case of Dr. Oz, he's slicker, smoother, and it's harder to peg him on it. If we could peg him on it, prove empirically that he was a con man instead of just stating that that's our opinion and we go ahead and do it as we normally do because we can normally prove it if you have any doubts about that just check out our mike adams article and you'll see what we're capable of 
The most recent thing that Dr. Oz has done, which is, in our opinion, a con job, is something called functional medicine. Well, Dr. Oz has a team of other people who are, shall we say, like him, of like mind. They're all pushing this thing called functional medicine. They say they can cure and fix just about anything, or at least they allude to that, and they say that they can stop and reverse aging. And what's amazing about this is all these dudes look like the Emperor from Star Wars. I mean, these guys look worse than vegetarians. That's saying something. That is really saying something. I mean, seriously, they're... Like, take Dr. Oz. You should watch a video of him when uh, they can't airbrush it. They can't Photoshop it. Like, on his show. Just tune in for a minute and watch him. He's like walking death, like this zombie. His hair is incredible. There's no way it's that color. It looks like it's painted. Yeah, it really does. Of course, having really gray hair like we suspect Dr. Oz does is an indication of poor health and mineral deficiency, which is rich. All of these guys look sickly like that. They do. They look like they're nutrient depleted, frankly. Mm-hmm. But yet they're preaching. Anyway, I don't want to get off on a tangent about just how bad these guys look. We need to get back to what they're actually pushing. It's a scam called functional medicine. That's and, their newest thing. And the big question is, what is functional medicine? Because we've listened to these people, and it's like they talk in circles about what functional medicine is. And I mean, Dr. Oz and his gang that he had on to talk about functional medicine. It's like when you look into this whole branch or group, it's like they can say so much without saying anything. It's incredible. It's like this big mm-hmm. infomercial. No matter how much they talk, they it's, don't actually like do a, anything. Yeah, it's like a phone call we got recently, which we'll get to mm-hmm. soon. These people can go out and throw around terms both from regular medicine and alternative medicine and wherever else they find them and not actually say anything. Just go on and on and talk. It's like listening to an infomercial where they keep talking about how wonderful their generic product is without actually showing you what the product can do, which is a common thing that you find in pyramid schemes. It's like the thing of selling air. You remember that somebody was selling air on eBay at one time. People were actually buying bottles of plain air. But that's, you know, the basis of a pyramid scheme. Only, you know, with a pyramid scheme, you've got a hierarchy of people at the top and different various lower levels below that, all doing the same thing, selling either the con product or the fake product or the non-existent product, Mm -hmm. which I think perhaps maybe describes this one the best of all, these people. Yeah. They are trying to sell us some other things. Yeah, we've been checking out functional medicine, and its main basis is analyzing urine Mm -hmm. and providing custom supplements based upon your urine. They don't want to tell you that. They give you the marketing endlessly about how wonderful it is, how it's a great paradigm shift in medicine, but they don't tell you that until you're actually in the clinic. That's part of the pyramid scheme. You can't do this yourself, and you can't do this with a regular doctor. You have to do this through one of their approved doctors who's in the pyramid. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you're supposed to pull in other people yourself after you've been treated. And the treatment means, usually, giving them a jar of urine. So they can look through your urine and figure out what's wrong with you based on your urine. Because they claim that they can figure out the process of energy production, cellular respiration, and your DNA from looking at your pee. Yes, and that based upon that, they can tell you what supplements you need to take to fix all the chemical reactions that are going on in your body and to fix any problems that you may have with your DNA. Mm-hmm. 
Of course, this sounds like biotech and chemical warfare, when this is supposed to be alternative medicine. Yeah. What's also rich is we found out that while they're pretending that they're espousing alternatives, they're paradigm shifting and so forth, ultimately the plan is to get you on pharmaceuticals. Yeah, they actually push pharmaceuticals too, based upon, again, your urine. So they pretend like they're giving you natural therapies. They get you in the clinic, get you in the system, and once you're in, then they try to prove to you that you need pharmaceuticals based on your urine tests, which supposedly tell them about your DNA and all of the processes going on in all the cells in your body. It ignores like the very foundation of the fact that urine is a waste product. Mm -hmm. Well, they like to brag that it's very scientific and science-based, but we've looked around, we've talked to these people, in fact, they contacted us, and when you ask them about the studies and the research, they just give you more marketing. Mm -hmm. They use big words like, you know, telling you that it's a paradigm shift, that this is a quantum move ahead, and all this crap. And, you know, you keep coming back to the, okay, great. Now, where are the studies that show that? Then they give you more marketing. We even went to the website for the Institute for Functional Medicine. Which is the homepage for the founder mm -hmm. of this so-called medicine. We went there. We went to try and find the evidence. Went to look at the case studies. We found two anecdotal reports from two individuals, one of which was a child. A 12-year-old. Yes, mm -hmm. for ADHD. Mm -hmm. He's the one who was testifying about how good the functional medicine was. And, of course, if he was diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, the very diagnosis of his condition is dubious in itself. Exactly. Does he really have a disorder, or does he just have food allergies or dozens of other things that he could be? Yeah. And probably is. Mm -hmm. So that was their mountain of research. Two people. I mean, they talk about all this science, and the science just isn't there. And then they talk about how it's all about diet, well, the, the and yet two, it's not. The, the two case studies were just testimonials. This is at the home site for the founder. Sarah, why don't you tell them about the founder of this type of medicine? Well, and the founder, his name is Jeffrey Bland. Well, he has an interesting history. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a criminal. And, and this is what's wonderful, because he actually has a conviction. I, I can say that. I don't have to say that's my opinion. No, he is a criminal and a convicted con man. Yeah. Back in 1991, the FTC charged him with fraud and gave him a $30,000 fine for his diet program. For his diet program and making bogus claims about what his diet products did. In 1995, he violated that court order, made the same claims again. Did it all over again. Uh -huh. Just ignored it. And so they gave him another $45,000 fine. And that 45000 that was finally enough to convince him to change a little bit for it. Well, not much, it looks like. Uh, well, he's back to his old stuff again. Yeah, exactly. Know. Yeah, it's certainly quite a start for um, a type of medicine. This bothered us so much, and we wanted to see and hear it for ourselves, that we actually watched an episode of the Dr. Oz show, which was a little bit like slowly pulling our fingernails off. It was really painful. It was very painful. But we actually watched one episode of Dr. Oz, watched him in his gleaming, you know, dyed hair in the camera light and so forth. He looks forth. make up to me. He's very make up. Uh, it's amazing. He looks like a ghoul with makeup on. Can you imagine what he looks like when he gets up in the morning? I, oh I mean, gosh. really, it's like something off of a zombie movie or vampire movie. But anyway, I, I digress here, Sarah. Mm -hmm. We watched it, and what we saw was amazing. And they were bragging about some of the principles and paradigm shifting and discoveries of the science of functional medicine. One of them was that the doctors have it all wrong about cholesterol. And at least we could agree with that. We were like, yeah. The original premise, yeah. Yeah, the premise of cholesterol was wrong. Where they were wrong at was incredible what we heard. 
they said that the problem is it's not the big cholesterol, it's the little cholesterol that's the problem. It's not whether it's LDL or HDL or what have you. No, it's, it's a matter that size matters. You gotta have the big cholesterol, and if it's not big enough, it hurts you. Yes. So, if you have little cholesterol, it'll just go through the cells and then damage all the cells. Well, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. No, the problem is the cholesterol. I mean, we talked about this in heart disease. In our last show. Last show. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the problem is when the cholesterol has to move in to fix your damaged arteries, and the problem is when the cholesterol gets oxidized and turns hard inside your arteries. It lines the arteries. It doesn't, like, leach into the cells because it's so small it gets in. It has nothing to do with that. The cholesterol, in fact, the cholesterol doesn't penetrate the cells. The the cell, you know, membrane, the outer wall of the cells is made of cholesterol. So, basically, if cholesterol gets on a cell, it just makes it stronger. It, Whether it's big or small cholesterol, right, Sarah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were talking on Dr. Oz about how if you just go get tested to see whether you have the big stuff or the little stuff, they can fix you up with the right supplement and then you don't have any more heart disease because their supplements get rid of the little cholesterol and leave the big cholesterol alone. Because that means that you have to go to one of their special doctors. Yeah, you have to go to one of their, somebody in the pyramid. You have to go to him and you have to get their proprietary blend product, which isn't a normal supplement. Yeah. Yeah, well, they were talking about this gel product that you're supposed to eat, and it will absorb, according to them, the sugar and fats inside your stomach. Uh-huh. Now, people who have been listening to us for a long time will remember the gargum. It's a thickening agent that was once inside weight loss products. And the idea well, was... Well, just certain select ones. Yeah. And the idea was that you'd eat this gelling product, and it would go into your stomach, and it would make you feel full. Yeah, it would turn into jello inside your stomach. But we use it in our lotion. It's the thickener that turns it into a gel-like substance. Mm-hmm. Problem was that when it was in the stomach and it turned into this big ball, it got stuck in the intestines. Yes, sometimes it did. It clogged the intestines up. And so it was banned. Not only did it cause malnutrition, but it caused a potentially fatal situation in people where they had to have like emergency exploratory surgery to get that stuff out. And now Dr. Oz and his group have a, a whole new thickener. They're going to use seaweed. To do the same thing. Yeah, because carrageenanus is an extract of seaweed that's a thickening agent. They actually held up a cup of this stuff after it was gelled and held it upside down to show how strong and thick it was. Like that's something that you want in your stomach. Yeah, that you would fill your stomach with this gel that potentially could clog up your GI tract. Bragging about what a great diet product this was, while at the same time, since it's clogging your stomach and filling your stomach with this gel, it's essentially a starvation malnutrition diet. Yeah, you're not going to be able to absorb any nutrients from that blob of gel. I mean... Yeah, none at all. Uh-huh. With potentially fatal results. This stuff was made from seaweed. And they were great. Like, how natural it is. It's made from seaweed. The seaweed is a plant that absorbs toxins and heavy metals out of the water. So, yeah. So these same people who are dieting... They're likely overweight because, in part, they're full of heavy metals. They're toxic. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that causes obesity is heavy metal toxicity. So what do they do? They're going to diet with this Oz stuff. Causes malnutrition and which is full of heavy metals. Mm -hmm. But even more heavy metals in their body. Which will actually cause them to get more overweight in the future because the well, body creates more fat to hold the toxins in. Yeah, it's a self-defense mechanism based on inflammation and lots of other factors. You're right, Sarah, but... But perhaps even more important is the fact that by doing this, to essentially induce starvation on the patient, their body will start producing emergency starvation hormones, the ones that cause them to want to store more fat and get hungry more often. Yep. I mean, that's just like the icing on the cake. 
there are hormones that activate when a person is malnourished or is starving, and these hormones will cause the body to become very fat. Yeah, they'll hold on to that fat as much as they can. As much as possible. It'll make losing weight impossible. That's the idea. They try to say they're shifting the paradigm with this functional medicine, as they call it. Dr. Oz and his lollygagging crew of functional medicine people like to say that they're changing the paradigm, that they're doing things differently, that they're not just symptoms treatments, that they're treating the root causes of problems, usually with more natural therapies. Well, how is this diet doing that? I mean, it's doing just the opposite. It's treating the symptom and doing a starvation diet instead of actually attacking the cause of the obesity in the first place. Well, you know, they talk about how they're alternative and stuff. They keep using terms, I've noticed, that a lot of these fraudsters do. Like, they can't get away from this whole pharmaceutical complex because they're actually part of the system. So mm-hmm. all the words that they make up and come up with are all partly pharmaceutical. They use words like cosmeceutical as one of them. One of the companies that espouses this we'll get to later called Bioceutica. They've got Metagenics, another one, talking about, again, the genes. They just can't break free because yeah. they don't... Which which reminds me of something I want to bring up before we get to the phone call thing. Mm -hmm. I need all of you out there to really grasp this, to hang on to this, to remember this, because it's important. This whole functional medicine thing is a way to introduce our community, the alternative community, the people who are fed up, the people who want nothing to do with biotech, genetic engineering, and so forth. It's a way to introduce us to these technologies and to get us to accept them. Because if you listen to these people and you pay attention and you do some research about them, or God help you if you decide to become one of their patients, you'll soon find that they're preaching genetic therapies. And that if they can get your urine or your blood or whatever, they'll be able to figure out what they need to make your genes work right. So I think there's a bigger agenda here, one that is not obvious on the surface. They do push this whole, the genes are the problem. It's something that the mainstream establishment pushes, especially when they don't understand a condition. They push this whole autoimmune thing, which is, you know, your body is just fighting itself, and and they blame the genes because nobody really understands the genes. With this whole functional medicine, they say that there's something wrong with your genes, and so the way to fix that is with more pharmaceuticals, even though pharmaceuticals have never been shown to improve DNA, which is Mm. what they're actually stating. It frankly makes no sense. And when they talk about food on the surface, like, for instance, if you listen to this Dr. Oz show... They love to pretend like they're pushing nutritional therapies, don't they? Yeah, they'll show you, you know, this picture that has broccoli and carrots in it, but mm-hmm. then you actually look at their therapy, they're not telling you to change what you're eating. They're not telling you to kick the sodium benzoate out of your diet, which does harm your DNA. No, instead, they tell you to take their special proprietary formula. Which, after seeing which by doctor. the way, you're not allowed to buy. Yeah. You're not allowed to buy their proprietary special blend that fixes all your problems. You have to go to one of their practitioners. You have to become part of the pyramid. Yes. Or they won't sell it to you. And they tell you that on all their sites. You can go look for yourselves. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to buy their cures. Well, yeah, and they don't usually sell, uh, I don't think they ever sell, just a single nutrient by itself like regular legitimate supplement companies do. Mm-hmm. Because when you sell just a supplement by itself like vitamin c like vitamin c it's not proprietary it's like you can't patent it because it's by itself mm-hmm. it's just it exists in nature but mm-hmm. what you can patent or call proprietary is something that's in a special it's formulation mm-hmm. you know and is that if you can give it a different? special unique blend then that special unique blend you can patent yeah so we noticed that on the sites it's always that no matter what supplement you buy from them it's in a special blend 
Yeah. That's proprietary, and they brag about that all over the place. When they do have lists of supplements and they have their ingredients listed, I noticed a pattern in which the ingredients didn't match the stated purpose. Like, a lot of them... Like, the supplement wouldn't do what it's marketed to do, because it doesn't have the right ingredients. Exactly. Most of them just look like weak multivitamins, most of them. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the FDA-recommended levels, you know, yeah. these very well, small amounts. I liked how the, the supplement for diabetics was a sugar pill. Well, it wasn't a sugar pill. It had sugar in it, a surprising amount. Yes. So, it, in a way, it was a sugar pill for the diabetics. But it didn't actually have any ingredients in there that would help a diabetic. Well, it did have soy to unbalance the hormones further. Yeah, the, the so- you're so right, Sarah. The soy in it, would, which was listed, by the way, like seven times. So, like, they couldn't get enough soy in the product. It would significantly disrupt the hormones. It's particularly bad for a diabetic. Oh, yeah, I mean, you think course. they're having pancreas problems now, start supplementing with soy as part of your... Daily routine. With your sugar pill. When looking around these sites, I noticed that the actual main site mentioned Linus Pauling, as if he was actually somehow behind functional yeah. medicine. Oh, I've seen it several places. They like to brag that Linus Pauling was behind all this. Yet, he never did anything about functional medicine at all. Oh my In God. fact, he functional medicine be, didn't exist. He would be outraged if he were still around and saw that his name was being used by these people. Yeah, I can only imagine his response to this fraud. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. Another trend that I saw was that they never really mentioned diseases. One way to recognize these con men, and people like them, is the fact they were very careful in their wording to try and avoid the FDA coming after them. And they were careful because they didn't mention any diseases. In fact, they kind of navigated around it using terms like age-related chronic health conditions. Because Mm. if it's age-related, it's a process that's natural, and thus is not a disease state. Um, and the FDA is only allowed to regulate disease and treatments for disease. Exactly. That's why, like on supplement bottles, you'll see that thing about how it's not intended to treat a disease. That's why they're using this terminology, because they're trying to treat disease while saying that they're not, and it's just... Double dipping. Yeah. In fact, some of this was written at a time when chronic fatigue syndrome wasn't a disease, so they mentioned it by name. Mm-hmm. Well, they mentioned other conditions like migraines. Migraines aren't a disease. I've noticed that a bunch of stuff, every other item, cures migraines, of course. Yes, because migraines are just like a natural part of mm-hmm. life. So all you need people. to do is find one of their official practitioners in the pyramid and get yourself in and then pull your friends into the pyramid. And you'll get your migraines fixed. And you'll get your migraines fixed, of course, yeah. But they mention other things like alcohol and chemical dependency. Yeah, like it can cure drug and alcohol addiction. But at least it's a safe thing that they can target, right? Because it's not disease. It's not officially a disease. The addiction isn't. They've been very sneaky. They've really done a lot of research on, or their mm-hmm. lawyers have been reading, should I say, mm-hmm. on how to avoid this. And it's mm-hmm. just kind of... Well, the guy who founded all of this obviously has a lot of resources because they, they nabbed him, sued him, got 30000 did it again, got 45000 and, and you he's know, still going. And he's still going. So, <laughs> you know, that must just be the cost of doing business for him, 70000 I guess so. All right, well, I guess we'll get to the phone call. One of the things that prompted us to discuss this topic on this report, because we were trying to ignore this topic and thought that we could, but they came to us. Yes. They literally called us up because they wanted some sort of a partnership. They wanted a partnership with the HealthWise report, and oh, did we give them a warm reception. We certainly did, yes. Mm-hmm. At first, I think it caught me a little off guard. It's like these people are calling us. How dare they? Yes, exactly. How dare they? They think that they can, A, con us, and then, B, after conning us, use us into conning all of you. And I'm not sure which of the two makes me more angry, actually. 
Sarah talked to a lady. At the end of the call, I really thought and earnestly believed we'll never hear from these people again. I did too. I thought there's no way they'll call There's no way they'll ever call again. And they found a handler for Sarah, somebody they thought that could take Sarah on and beat her down with medical and technobabble. And by the way, that's something I want to hit on really quickly before I get to the phone call. What is technobabble? Technobabble is when you use a lot of fancy sounding words to try to make yourself look very educated and string them together to impress and intimidate your opponent. To essentially shut somebody up by making them feel stupid so they don't understand what you're saying and what you're talking about. But if you can't have a real conversation with somebody, that's what they do. Or you're not willing to. Yeah. That's what a lot of doctors do with their patients when their patient starts to question, say, do I really need this? Are there any other options? Often they'll use technobabble. Yeah, that's how they enforce compliance, which is a big one for Dr. McCullough, by the way. Yeah. Let's just get to Dr. McCullough, then we'll get back to technobabble. Okay. Dr. Joseph McCullough has done a great job of putting on a good face, and me and Sarah have done our best to give him the benefit of the doubt because finding friends and allies is so difficult to do. Really, he's done some good work in the past, and I wanted to believe in him. He has done a lot of good work. Now, Dr. Mercola is also behind functional medicine, and I accidentally stumbled across a page that we're not supposed to see that's not for normal people. It's a page on the partners section of his site. Apparently, Dr. Mercola has a program with a Dr. Kalish. Dr. Kalish and Mercola have a webinar series, not a seminar, but a webinar. I'm not going to go there. And in that webinar, there's a list of things that if you sign up and pay the money and become part of their pyramid, they're part of the pyramid, there's a bulleted list of benefits. The first benefit of being part of Mercola's pyramid is to be able to communicate with patients to ensure compliance. That's the first thing on this bulleted list. Now, this is from the guy who started the phrase, what was it? Mercola is like the guy who coined the phrase health freedom how to free yourself from your doctor, how to take ownership of your own health. But amongst his own partners... He's talking about how to make your patients comply. How to make them obey. Mm-hmm. That's his top priority. That is number one on the list of benefits of being in his program. Number two, and I'm going to read this verbatim. This is point number two. Master behind-the-scenes aspects of running a successful, nutritionally-oriented cash practice, including how to get new patients, how to schedule your patients, how to present lab testing, in other words, how to encourage them to get lab testing they don't need, how to present your treatment protocol, and how to ensure follow-up. Ensure follow-up. You guys know what that means, right? (laughs) You know what that means, don't you, Sarah? Uh It has something to do with the cash practice part, I think. Yeah, the two go together pretty well. I'm not going to read any more from the bullet list. I'll get nauseated if I do. Yeah, it's a real shame, uh, like Thomas was saying. We've always tried to kind of like McCullough. Um, a lot of times he has done some really good work, mm-hmm. but then once in a while he just seems to really go off the deep end, and in this case it's really an extreme case, and it's something that was apparently supposed to be hidden, which makes me think that perhaps this gives away his true motives, which is really discomforting. I'm going to read one more. <laughs> one more bullet point. Discern which labs and supplement companies to avoid, and which ones you should work with. Now, I'm wondering who that is that you'll be working with. Which supplement companies? (laughs) Yeah. I bet I know. Yeah, considering that he has his own. He has his own, but at the same time, he's pushing this functional medicine program with Dr. Kalish. And I would bet you money, Dr. Kalish is part of the pyramid and is selling the Functional Medicine Institute supplements. Uh Uh-huh. 
I may sign up myself because one of the bullet points is unlimited email access to Dr. Kalish regarding clinical questions. Do you have some questions? Oh my gosh, I have so many questions for Dr. Kalish. Don't you? Yeah. I bet he could tell me which part of my DNA is causing my cells not to respirate properly and thereby affecting my urine to come out differently. So the urine is like dead. It's just waste. The whole premise is so broken because all you can learn from your urine is what your body doesn't need, doesn't want, and what it's trying to dispose of. It doesn't really tell you about what's really going on inside your body. You would think that at the very least they'd be using blood or plasma or something. Something that's actually from... Well, sometimes they do, I think. But once you do that, you've crossed the threshold into standard allopathic medicine. And people can recognize the difference. And people can recognize that. So they're not pushing that. Like the people who called us, mm-hmm. they're pushing the urine thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the, all I mentioned, I think. Well, they get people to buy that. People buy into that because, one, they don't expect that from their regular doctor, and two, a lot of alternative people are pushing this. We've seen the whole thing about urine therapy. We've seen the Dr. Brzezinski's, and unfortunately, a lot of people in our community are prone to believing that there's something special and magical about urine. You could use it for medicine in some way. Yeah, it's a very disturbing trend. It is. It's better than sun gazing. At least you don't go blind from urine therapy. I think it goes back to the whole Egyptians and their... Their pagan stuff. Their exactly. Religion. It's the influence of the dark religions. Exactly. Our yeah. movement, too. And that's a discussion for another time, more okay. depth, but yeah. Please check us out and read our reports at the HealthWise Report website. You can find us on the internet at healthwise.org. Take special note that WISE is spelt W-Y-Z-E. We spell it W-Y-Z-E to emphasize wisdom. We are a not-for-profit organization, although we are not registered as a not-for-profit, non-profit, or any other classification with any governmental agency. Nevertheless, we are a non-profit organization, so we're always needing donors to help us to continue our work, whether it be the equipment for these radio shows, our website and network infrastructure, various fees for our movie productions, and of course, the occasional video game to help us maintain our sanity through it all. If you are someone who cannot donate, or who does not wish to, you can also support us by visiting our online store. That can also be found at healthwise.org. And again, WISE is spelt W-Y-Z-E. We have to be careful about what claims we make about our products, including claims that can be verified, because we know of at least one governmental agency that would like to shut us down. We can tell you that in our opinion, our colloidal copper lotion has qualities that cannot be found in any other lotion sold anywhere else. So if you have joint or skin problems of any kind, we recommend that you check out our lotion. The HealthWise Report staff also offers hosting, networking, and technical support for anyone who wants to have their own website or assistance with internet technologies. Our technical skills place us among the best of the best. Thanks for listening to this. We'll get back to the show now. I'm going to get back to Technobabble, and nobody did Technobabble better than Leonard Nimoy, otherwise known as Mr. Spock. I'm going to cue this in. We could construct a device to collect their high-energy photons safely. These photons could then be injected into the dilithium chamber, causing crystalline restructuring. And for good measure, here's another one. He's almost outdoing himself here. I have used our journey back through time as a referent, calculating the coefficient of elapsed time in relation to the acceleration curve. Technobabble doesn't apply to just science fiction or medicine. In fact, it applies to the world of technology. I used to be a tech. That's where the the phrase comes from, Mm -hmm. from talking about high-tech stuff. I've been guilty of it, Sarah. I've done it a time or two. I admit it. And I think everybody who's ever been a computer tech has been guilty of doing it. You're out there in the field, and you get this hostile customer that you're fixing his equipment for, and he just won't leave you alone and let you do your job. Or he's just following you around like, 
are, are you sure you know what you're doing there? I, I don't think you should be pulling that wire. You know, if we go down and we lose sales, you know, and, and it just goes on and on. And, you know, my son's a tech. He told me that you didn't know what you were doing. Like he said you were an idiot. And this just goes on. And, and I've had customers like that. And after a while, you get fed up. What you do is you stand up and calmly start throwing out all kinds of technical terms. You throw out terms that don't even necessarily apply to the situation. The key thing is big words. Big words that they probably don't understand, and lots of them really fast. And it's a blitzkrieg of mumbo-jumbo technical terms, and it almost always works. person ends up being psychologically beaten down because they don't understand what you're saying, which means you have to be smarter than they are. If you're a doctor out there, we know you're guilty. We know you've done it with your medical jargon. I guess there's a time and a place for it, but I generally look down upon it, and I've only done it with the most well, abusive people. On the second phone call we got from these people, the person tried to do it on us. And the lady on the phone, was, who was Sarah's official handler, who had been sent to beat her down, was at one point mocking her, and I got on the phone, and it got really ugly, because I don't appreciate somebody calling us up, trying to con us, trying to get us to con you. And then the icing on the cake, the final insult, was the mocking Sarah. So I explained it. And so I'm not going to play most of that call because we, we discussed it. Should we play this call for you guys to hear? And we decided that it would just make too many people uncomfortable to hear me when I'm really, um, you know, when I'm really explaining it to someone, if you know what I mean. Well, we do have some excerpts, and I think you'll find the excerpts very interesting. Yes, I think so. Well, Sarah, I think we're just going to skip the whole first call thing and not play any clips from it because it was kind of boring. And if I remember correctly, the clip we wanted to play was like six minutes long, and people are just going to get boring, bored listening to it. But the second call was much better. We got a couple of quickies from it that they'll want to hear, I think. Yeah, I agree. But I think people ought to know, in the first call, the lady that I spoke to, and this was from a company called Biosudica, uh, biosudica.com. Yeah, they love the whole Sudica and Sudical thing, don't they? They they do. This lady was talking about how they had all this research at Harvard. Actually, Sarah, I think they went further. D didn't she say that Harvard Medical School was actively involved in this whole functional medicine thing and was helping them do their research? Yeah, and she listed a couple of other major universities, too. Mm -hmm. And so that was hit upon again in the second call, which you'll hear in just a moment. What's interesting is, and this is important to remember, is how in the first call, which we're not going to play, the representative went on and on about how Harvard was backing what they were doing, Harvard Medical School. And the change in attitude and the change in the story in the second one will tell you guys what kind of people we're dealing with here. Definitely. Hi, Sarah. Uh, my name is Denise Autry. I'm the uh, scientific consultant for Biosudica. And um, Mari Plevka asked me to give you a call. She said you had some questions about Biosudica. Uh, okay. Sure. Um, well, she was talking about, to me, that you had researchers from Harvard University. I just wanted to get the studies that you'd done. Okay. Um, there's the story there. Um, this, this company was originally started in 1997, mm -hmm. and um, it was acquired uh, last year by a Canadian company. And in the... Um, conversion over to the new website, um, some of the older FAQs got used and morphed incorrectly into the new website copy. And 
Ash, are you there? Yes. Okay, I've gotten got some weird feedback coming over the phone. Um, the original FAQ for that, and I'm glad that uh, this brought to our attention. I had no idea that this was up there. Um, those affiliations were with the original. It was the educational affiliations of the original scientific advisory board. Okay, so... And somehow that got morphed into the fact that we had done the research on the products at those institutions. And that is not correct. We're jumping ahead and we're going to play another clip in the call. Now, at this point, things have gotten heated. I've jumped in because the woman was really smug and arrogant with Sarah. Basically called Sarah an idiot, essentially, after trying to con us and Sarah didn't bite. So I jumped on the call, kind of explained it, and you'll see why this next part is my favorite part of the call. Yeah. You, you do realize um, we're recording this and we'll be featuring you on our next audio episode. I just thought you might be interested. You do not have my permission to do that. We are in the state of North Carolina. We don't need your permission. I'm not in North Carolina. But we are. Listen. Go ahead. Is this where you threaten us? No, I'm not threatening you. <clears throat> I was not expecting to be attacked when I made this phone call. No, I'm not attacking you. I just want you to explain about these bio pathways to me. Then you're sadly behind the times in functional medicine. Functional? Well, tell me how it functions. When did you start the recording? When you advised me of it? No, we uh, recorded this one and the last call. I, I don't, I didn't make a last call. The, the call that we got from your representatives. Yes. It's called fraud. And you're in error, sir. You are. Listen, here, I'm, I'm going on Wikipedia here to read this to you about inborn errors of metabolism. Is, is that where you... Their genetic... Oh, my gosh. You, you get your information from Wikipedia. No, I'm just telling you, if you would have the courtesy, they've been using your analyses for inborn errors of metabolism for for many, many years. I think historically you can always tell what sort of a person someone is when you start recording them and they don't want to be recorded. It says a lot about their actions. Mm -hmm. You know, like when police are, you know, recorded and they're doing something brutal to somebody else, that's when they don't want to be recorded, you know. It's... Yeah, they get aggressive. Well, you could hear the fear in her voice. Yeah. When we explained to her that she was not only being recorded, but we were going public with it. If I recall, she said something about, um, you're acting like reporters and trying to expose us. And... uh I don't know. Freudian slip even the right term for that? I don't know. So, I mean, well, that, that yeah, much, and? Uh, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. We are trying to expose you, and we are acting like reporters. How yeah. about that? <laughs> you, yeah. You'd think these people would actually do some research into what we are, what we do, before calling us and trying to play this stuff on us, wouldn't you? That's what's ironic. They called us both times. Mm -hmm. Well, they thought we were probably be dealt with after the first call. I think probably they were worried we were going to go public after the first call, and... So, you know, they got somebody to deal with us to call us again and made certain that we would go public. Yeah. Um, it, th by the second call, we decided, yeah, 
we really need to talk to people about this stuff and get this out. Yeah, definitely. Okay, we're going to play one more clip from the call. In this part, Thomas, when speaking with her after hearing all this stuff about the evidence and the science... The technobabble and bragging about all the science behind it. Yeah, decides to, well, go ahead and ask her some questions about, well, nutrition, which is what the company is supposed to be about. And that's when she starts really stumbling. So, um, let's just say, um, as you were saying earlier, I wasn't producing enough nitric acid. Uh, how would you detect that in the urine, and how would you treat that supplementally? Anybody who knows anything about heart disease knows the answer to this one. So, you know. Nitric acid? The fact that you're asking me about nitric acid means you do not know what you're talking about. So you don't know what you would supplement for a heart patient to improve their... Not for nitric acid, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, nitric oxide, I meant to say. <clears throat> you know, I don't believe that this conversation wait, wait a is no, wait a minute. If you're, benefiting uh, anyone. Wait a minute, if you're a nutritionist... I'm obviously was given um, wait, wait, if you're, a fraudulent no, no. information about the reasons to call you. Wait a minute, if you're a nutritionist... And I don't believe I want to continue this any further. Yeah, but if you're a nutritionist, can't you answer the question? I mean, that's a base. Why should I? That's a base. You're only trying to discredit this company. There are no reasons for me to continue this conversation. Wouldn't any nutritionist know the answer to this question? I do know the answer to that question. Well, answer it. Why should I? Well, <laughs> it's your job as a nutritionist, right? Yeah, I mean, you're here to educate, right? <laughs> my job as a nutritionist is to help people who are asking for my help. You're asking for some kind of uh, exposure ex, uh, reporting. You obviously have an agenda, and that, that is not why I was told to call. All right. well, which I thought you had a sincere interest in what we're doing, okay, okay. and evidently that is not accurate. Hello? Hello. I'm just, just curious then. Um, yes. Let's just say I have, my dad had a heart problem, and he had excessive iron in his blood. We do not what supplement treat you, disease. What, what supplement would you use to help get the iron out? That is not... Wouldn't, wouldn't, that is not what we're doing here. You said you're a nutritional... We do not, we do not treat disease. Wait a minute, you said you were a nutritional expert, though, and you could supplement what they were lacking. I mean, and iron is one of the main things that causes heart disease in men, excessive iron levels. But there's a couple of things a, a man could take to eliminate that, and I just figured as, you know, a nutritionist and a registered nurse, you'd know the answer. I am terminating this conversation now. What? I'm sorry that you felt the need to resort to devious tactics. What? But what? it is not serving a purpose. And I'm hanging up now. What devious tactics? I'm just asking questions. That this I'll, is not... You'd be able to answer. ...the purpose of this call. What is the purpose? To answer questions about what we do. What? I'm answering questions. And I am not... Go, I, per, I see that you have an agenda. You are uninformed about what's happening in the functional medicine arena. 
and therefore, there's no sense in us continuing. So but I'm hanging up now. If, if you're a if you're a supplement company, don't you know how? Don't you understand what supplements are and how they work? I mean, you can throw terms around about functional medicine around all day, but that doesn't change the fact that if you're selling supplements, what, don't you know something about them? I decided to hit her with a little science and see how well she did. Yeah. Well, if you liked the show, and we both hope that you did, you can find more shows on our audio archive. You can visit our website. It's healthwise.org. Remember that wise is spelled W-Y-Z-E, which is to put emphasis on the wisdom. So again, that's healthwyze.org. On our top menu, there's a link to the audio archive, and then you'll find all of our shows that you can listen to from start to finish. We have a lot of them. You can also visit our online store or donate. We certainly appreciate it whenever you can. And there are ways that you can support us without giving us any money. You can tell your friends and family about us. We don't have a marketing staff. We really do rely on you to spread the word. You can list us in your email signature so that there's a link to us on every email that you send. You can link to us on your website or your blog. You can sign up to our mailing list and you can start discussions there. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a lot of different ways that you can help out. We send out an email whenever we put out an article or we publish a new show. So if you want to be updated, that's a good way to get updated. Also, if anybody needs us, if you need to speak to us about any health issue or anything else, you can always go to the Contact Us page on our website and you can send us an email or you can call us. We do actually answer the phone. People are really shocked when they find out that we do, but we are actually here. We're human. Well, I guess that's about it, Thomas. Toodaloo. Bye.